Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are reading Isaiah 9, 2 through 7 and Matthew 1, 1 through 17. Exciting news, though. The new Join the Journey journals for 2024 are live on Amazon for adults. As of the time of this recording, we are still waiting for the junior journals to post on Amazon. Hopefully, when this episode comes out, they're there. But regardless of what, what's going on with the junior books, the adult ones are live. And let me tell you, you do not want to miss out on the journals for 2024. There's more additional resources, more commentary, and uh, overall, they're just better. So make sure to check out that link in the episode description, or you can find us at the Join the Journey booth every Sunday in December and January, except for Christmas Eve. We won't be there then because it's Christmas Eve, and uh, I'll be out of town with my family, (laughs) so uh, we won't be there then. But here with me today. He's back on the podcast. He has been here before. All month long, we're bringing on young adults and their leaders. And one of my favorite young adults at Watermark Community Church is Mr. Sam Mori. Oh, my gosh, Emma. What an intro. <laughs> Thank you I, so much. I had to hype you up. <laughs> it, it's, you know, this is a special year for you. I, I appreciate it. Yes. Um, yeah, I've been serving with the porch the last five years or so, and it's it's truly had a, a life-changing impact on my life. But this is my last year at the porch. And he, he's on the hunt for a new area of service I am. at Watermark. Nope. You're not leaving us, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Watermark <laughs> is still home. Uh, but I'm looking uh, just to continue to, to dig deeper in other mm-hmm. areas. I love it. I'm excited for you. Well, I know you've been here before. You've shared your story, which is really interesting, especially what God's done in your life over the past five years. And uh, we will link your past episodes in the episode description. But today— I've got three Christmas questions for you. All right, let's go. Okay. I want to know, number one, a gift you always wanted as a kid or you were super excited about? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a great question. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is I know when I was younger, I really wanted a BB gun. I felt like I saw that on TV. And my uncle just so happened to be in the Navy, was on the Olympic rifle team. Get out. Uh, has this crazy background and built me this high-powered... BB gun that no child should ever have. <laughs> yeah, I, I could, powered. Yeah, I could barely hold it. It was so heavy. heavy. Yeah, and I would have to get my dad to like load it, and it it was <laughs> it was intense. But it was a it was a great gift, and I loved shooting it in the backyard and stuff. That's so fun. All right, before we get too controversial, favorite Christmas movie. Favorite Christmas movie. I'm gonna have to go with the White Christmas, which I I saw that for the first time about two or three years ago. And so it's it's wild that a newer movie would just suddenly take first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just watching it, it is an old, old-timey old movie, and it's just everything that you would want out of a Christmas movie, it's there, and it just feels right. Yeah. And so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. I haven't seen it, I'll be honest. <laughs> go. The first, <laughs> give it, have you'll have to it. give it like 30 minutes or so. Let, oh, 30 minutes. Let, let the stage get set. Okay. You know, okay. Let, let there be a little bit of character development and then you'll be hooked. All right. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we will see, Sam. Hey, least favorite Christmas song. A little controversial. You have to eradicate one Christmas song off the face of this earth. From the face of this earth, whatever the expression is. <laughs> what song are you cutting? Yeah, that great question. I emphatically no-brainer 
uh, Jingle Bell Rock. We're done. Really? Get it out of here. I never want to hear that again. <laughs> Isn't that, okay, this is this memory just came out of the depths of my brain, but the Santa Claus 2 movie, is aren't it? they having, like, the movie starts and they're having the work Christmas party? And, and it's playing all, in the background. I think it's playing in the background and all their employees get their childhood toys. Do you, I, do you, have you seen this movie? I don't, I don't, I, it's not ringing a bell. Okay, so but. I'll watch White Christmas and you'll go watch the Santa, Santa Claus 2 and then we'll, we'll talk. Hey, we've got to jump in to Isaiah 9 and Matthew 1. And Sam, I'm going to let you just take it away. I know we could talk about Christmas all day, but we got to get to the real meaning of Christmas. So yes, yes. what you got for us? Let's, let's get into the, the important stuff. Um, so yes, lots of verses here. Isaiah 9, 2 through 7, Matthew 1, 1. Through 17. And so really, I'm going to do this a little bit backwards. Uh, I'm going to hit y'all with the central truth up front. Uh, As I was reading through all this, there was one statement that just came to mind as I was kind of thinking through this. And it's that God is intentionally uh, always at work and often moves in ways we wouldn't expect. God is intentionally always at work and often moves in ways we wouldn't expect. Yep. There it it is. And so... Let's, I'll give you a quick description of these verses, uh, Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. Uh, the, the prophet Isaiah, he, in this passage, is describing a day in Israel's far future to where the current gloom and despair that they are going through will, will shift to a future glory. Uh, he mentions a child that will become a king of Israel and that this child will be the everlasting father who will rule forever. And so a key verse in this is verse six, uh, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And then we we skip to, to Matthew 1, 1 through 17. And it, it's truly just this, uh, long genealogy, 16 verses of genealogy going from Abraham to Jesus uh, with that last verse saying, you know, thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile of Babylon and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. And it, it just ends right there. And so as we as we talk about these two passages, there's two things that stand out that both go back to that central truth that I, I mentioned at the beginning. The first one is, you know, when, whenever I read that Matthew uh, verse for the first time, and it, it mentions the 14, 14, 14 generations, I, I read that for the first time probably like, I don't know, three or four years ago. And it really just like stuck out to me. I was like, that that's weird. That's, there's something there. Yeah. Why, what is, why is that detail there? Yeah. And so... Before we answer that, it's just like, I, I want to ask a question. It's like, you know, in life, there are, there are times when we're faced with big decisions. I know for me personally, it's like whether I'm switching jobs or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Service areas. Yeah, service areas <laughs> for next year. And uh, I think it's it's natural for all of us just to pause and reflect and uh, want to go to God and say, God, you know, could you could you give me a green light in this area or that area is there could you provide a validation in some sort uh just so i know i'm going in the right direction uh and so going back to the 14 14 14 i look at that and that's god's way of saying hey this wasn't by accident this is very intentionally designed this way so that y'all know that i am sovereign through mm. through all of this spinning from abraham all the way to jesus and 
I mean, that's just wild just to mm-hmm. think through all the different generations and how it is just so intricately set up in that way. Uh, it, I mean, so, I mean, the headline there is that God sets things up with design and intentionality. Uh, something that I, my mind always goes back to in nature is that that same type of design and intention is all, all around us and we often miss it. Think of something super simple in nature, uh, trees, for example. Tree, if you zoom in on a tree and examine the way that it is designed and set up, there's just so much to unpack there. And I think you could do that with anything in nature. But like, let's talk about trees for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. As you look at your Christmas tree, consider these things. Trees, they grow towards sunlight. So if you shift the light source, Mm -hmm. like, and I've done this with my plants at at my house. If I I turn the plant and it's like leaning one way, it's going to suddenly... Lean the other way. Yeah, it's going to start shifting to the other way. And I'm like, okay, that's (laughs) that's cool. They have the ability to deepen their root systems whenever there is strong wind... Uh, where the, it's in a in the time of a storm, uh, so that they have an anchor and they can they can survive. Their roots can actually grow towards just the sound of running water. It's not even water itself, but if like it has the ability to to I guess sense that vibration, that sound, and their roots will literally grow in that direction. Mm. If a if a tree is being attacked by inse- insects, it will produce toxins in its leaves to protect itself. Additionally, it can also give off these chemical signals uh, to other trees and other plants around it to let it know that there's harm. Wow. And so that that is a very general <laughs> picture of, you know, this intent, intentional design in nature. And it's just like that is all around us. I think the human body is— There's ex- tons of examples ex- there. —exponentially more intricate and just so much more design. And so I say all that of— you know, a simple word to summarize this is God is sovereign. It means that he, all things are in his control and that he has set up uh, things in such a such a way. And so when we look at that, the genealogy of Jesus and see the 14, 14, 14, it just is so vividly clear. Okay, God God has orchestrated this. Okay, so the, the next point is Jesus arriving as a child. I think this one is pretty self-explanatory that Jesus could have come a number of different ways. Mm. He could have come uh, as a a full-grown human. He could have come with this majesty and horses and angels and all this stuff, but he came as a child. And I think the simple uh, line there is that God uh, is a God of humility, a God of love, a God of inclusion, uh, and he wants to come in a way that's going to speak to his people. And so uh, just a, a phrase that comes to mind is God uses weak people to show his power. Uh, and so he himself came in a weak form to demonstrate his love and power to us. A verse that comes to mind is 1 Corinthians one twenty-seven. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And so all throughout the Bible, we see this theme. Um, I think if, if you've studied the Bible for any amount of time, you'll, you'll quickly pick, pick up on this with Joseph. And he was, the I think, the second youngest son, uh, and he was betrayed. And then he went, God used him and raised him up to go be a key leader within Egypt. Uh, we look at David, who was the youngest son, uh, that went on to be king. And so there's just so many, so many times throughout the Bible where we see this played out. And so... Uh, just for the sake of time, I'm going to wrap things up. I want to leave y'all with an application. Again, the central truth here is that God is intentionally always at work and often moves in ways that we wouldn't expect. And so my challenge to y'all is to one, just take time to stop, reflect, and ask God uh, to show us how he's moving in our lives. 
and then go on to repeat this tomorrow and the next day and just allow that to be a habit to stop, reflect, and ask God, okay, you're moving based on this truth. You're moving today, and you're often going to do it in ways that I'm not expecting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So would you open my eyes to see that? A verse I'll, I'll leave y'all with is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll mm-hmm. make your path straight. I love it, Sam. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing faithfully. Excellent job. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.